I want to thank Audible for sponsoring today's episode. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks. With Audible, you can download titles and listen offline anytime, anywhere. The Audible app, totally free. You can install it on all smartphones and tablets. Yep even your iPad. Cool thing too is you can listen across multiple devices without losing your spot. So for me, I can start out in the studio listening to it, working on the iPad. And then if I've got to leave, I can hop in the car and pick up right where I left off. They have thousands of titles available as well as tons of Audible originals that you won't find anywhere else. Like the one I'm listening to right now, if you've watched the YouTube channel before or you've heard my podcast, I'm sure you know that I'm a huge comic book fan and one of my all-time favorite series is The Sandman by Neil Gaiman, so fantastic, which is now available as an Audible original. So the Sandman Audible original, not only does it include Neil Gaiman on there, but there's a host of celebrity voices like young Professor X himself. That's right. James McAvoy voices dream. So, so cool. Seriously, when I'm drawing in the studio, I usually have either a podcast or an audio book on in the background to keep me company. And that's why I love Audible so much. You can help support the channel and get a free trial membership, which comes with your choice of one free audiobook. That's right. You could choose to get the Sandman and join me listening to this when you sign up for Audible at audibletrial.com slash BJ Dell. That's audibletrial.com slash BJ Dell. Today's episode is going to be one of those mindset, motivational topic kind of shows all about taking ownership of your success. We're going to talk about putting in the work, stopping the excuses, and not relying or depending on other people to succeed. Welcome to Make Money With Your Art. I'm your host, BJ Dell. I'm a freelance artist who took creating art as a hobby and turned it into a full-time business that brings in six figures a year. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you what I've learned along the way to help inspire and motivate other artists like you. So if you want to learn how to turn your creative passion into a successful online business, keep listening. So like I mentioned in last week's episode, today's topic comes as a result of an email I got a few weeks ago from a fellow artist. An artist struggling to make money with their art like this one is why I started this podcast to begin with. I mentioned in a previous episode about that one artist on Twitter who turned a lot of people off when they said, and I'll just paraphrase here, but basically maybe the reason you aren't getting commissions is because your art sucks. And like I said, then I don't think this is the best way to encourage artists. And at the same time, I don't think it's necessarily true either. I think the way you approach your art as a business has much more to do with success than your skill level. I've seen artists doing some amazing like master level stuff who still struggle to make money with their art. And it really all comes down to that mindset and the approach and thinking of it like a business, which brings us to the email. So I want to read the email from start to finish, and then I'm going to come back and basically break it down into sections to talk about individual stuff. So here we go. And by the way, I'm going to leave out the artist's name and the website that they provided just because I'm not trying to make a public example out of them by any means. I just want to use this as pretty much a way to help others that may be struggling too. So here we go. Here's the email. This may be a completely ridiculous request, but I'm hoping you can help me out. I've been doing art since I was old enough to hold a pencil. And when I was 14, I began doing face painting as a way to use my passion for art to make money. Since then, I have worked silently in the background of my mother's Etsy business until it had to be closed due to COVID-19, leaving me unemployed. 
About six months ago, I saw one of your videos on YouTube and it inspired me to make a go of it on my own so that I can finally be recognized for my talent and make money doing it. I did my research all over the internet on how to succeed as an artist online and found that it was the general conscience, I think she means consensus, uh, but conscience that it takes money to make money, so I made it my goal to prove that wrong. The biggest problem I've run into is exposure, especially because I'm not on any social media, which brings me to the reason I'm contacting you. I was wondering if you would consider helping me out with my attempts by mentioning me and my business on YouTube and other social media platforms to get my name out there for me and other artists who think it's impossible to be discovered as an artist without spending massive amounts of money on advertising. If you're interested and would like to learn more about my business, please visit my site or email me. Thanks. And then they linked a Wix free website link. P.S. I'm a huge fan of your work. Okay, so I'm sure if you've listened to this podcast before, you are probably already have picked up on a few red flags that I'm going to call out, and you kind of know where I'm going to go with this. So the first thing that stood out to me when I was reading that was when they talked about their mother's Etsy shop, but I'm not actually going to get into that in today's episode. That's going to be the topic of next week's show because I want to talk about some real-world local examples of this, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be a whole separate episode on its own. So instead, let's start with the, and I'll quote here, about six months ago, I saw one of your videos on YouTube and it inspired me to make a go of it on my own so that I can finally be recognized for my talent and make money doing it. I did my research all over the internet on how to succeed as an artist and found that it was the general, once again, conscience that it takes money to make money. So I made it my goal to prove that wrong. Okay. So this artist made the decision to use their talent and they want to make money from their art. And of course, that's awesome. I fully support that. That's the whole idea of this podcast. And it's something that I think all artists kind of strive for. They even decided to put in some time to research how to do this after watching one of my YouTube videos and then quote found that it was the general consensus that it takes money to make money. So I made it my goal to prove that wrong End quote. Okay. Number one, they found that advice out there and all this stuff that they read, it basically said that it takes money to make money. And it's kind of weird for me that they were inspired by my video first and it helped them to decide to take this journey to start this whole attempt at making money with their art. However, I'm not sure if they've really ever watched any of my videos besides the one or listened to any more podcasts uh, or even searched out the podcast, because if you've ever watched the videos or you've listened to the podcast before, I'm sure you can agree. I've never taken this stance before, not a single time. That's not how I look at things at all. I mean, I can agree to it to a small extent, just in the fact that if you're going to do digital art, then you're at least going to need money to have the tools to do it. So a computer, an iPad, you know, a display tablet, basically whatever you prefer to work with digitally. But at the same time, even if you're not doing digital work and you're doing traditional, it's still going to cost money for traditional supplies. So if you're painting, you're going to need a canvas and paints and brushes. It's still going to take money regardless, but that's just a side to it. This approach and what she was saying is more that you need it for the advertising and everything else. It's not the actual cost of making the, the items. So, 
which is why I, I really don't think they've watched more than one of my YouTube videos. Um, I initially thought, okay, maybe they aren't into podcasts or maybe they don't have a way to listen. But then I thought about it and realized the podcast is streamed on my website. There's a whole page dedicated to it on there. And they were on my website and used my contact form on there to reach out to me. So the website's there. They could have listened to it. But just because of that stance and that was the information they found online made me believe that they haven't listened to the podcast at all. Uh, But that's neither here nor there because the thing that really stood out even more, though, was that this person admitted that their research had led them to this one general piece of advice, which they then kind of brazenly decided to say that they wanted to prove wrong. Now, I'm not saying that I agree with the the advice that they found, which I guess brings us to a more troubling point because this person decided to take the time and the efforts put into doing the research, decided to look for input from people who've had success, I would assume is what she was looking for. And then after finding out that all the signs pointed to one direction, decided to make the choice to do things their own way in order to prove the experts wrong. <laughs> so that that's just crazy to me. Uh, so that was problem number one. Uh, and let's move on to the next part then. Uh, this next quote, the biggest problem I've run into is exposure, especially because I'm not on any social media. Okay, once again, don't think they've listened to the podcast at all or done any research on my personal approach to things because I've talked about, you know, your niche research and target audience being more important than exposure. Seriously, I think I've talked about niches to death in this podcast and in my YouTube videos, but let's go back and read that again. The problem or the biggest problem I've run into is exposure, especially because I'm not on any social media. Okay, so you've identified exposure being your biggest problem, and that was the the word used, biggest problem or the phrase used, but you're not on any social media? Well, whose fault is that? Now, I thought about this a couple of ways, and maybe they don't have a way to get on social media, but no, once again, they were on my website, they emailed me, they were on YouTube as well, so obviously they have some type of connected device where they could get on social media if they wanted to, so it seems like more of a a situation to me where they're just anti-social media, and I know there's a lot of those types of people out there. I mean, I was actually... One of those for a while, I went through my own phase of not being on social media years ago. But if you've identified that as being a problem, that not having exposure on social media is a problem, I think that then you would at least qualify having social media as one of those necessary evils. Sometimes you've got to put yourself out there if you think it could help. It's up to you and identifying this as a problem and then not being on there was a real big red flag for me. Or the other thing too I thought of was maybe it's a case of the artist not being as old as what they're trying to sound in this email and maybe they live at home and their parents have a strict no social media policy, which I can understand 
but if that is the case, maybe it's a little too early to be putting, you know, so much focus into making money with your art. If you've got time, if you're still a minor, you know, there's other things that you can do to focus on, build up your skills instead of saying, hey, I've got to jump into this to make money. So now I can understand if someone would say the biggest problem I've run into is exposure because I don't have many followers. And that's something I could get behind. And my response to that would be, hey, you know, don't worry about your followers because niche research is more important. Making designs or making products for a certain target audience is so much more important than the number of followers or the exposure that you have on social media. So I know that's a ridiculous and almost a comical example, but I really urge you take a step back and see if there's anything holding you back in making money with your art that's in your control. I know being able to be self-critical and admitting that there are things that could be done differently that you aren't currently doing is going to be hard for a lot of people and not just artists, but taking those steps is going to be critical to your success in making money with your art. So let's get to the next part of the email uh, quote, which brings me to the reason I'm contacting you. I was wondering if you would consider helping me out with my attempts by mentioning me and my business on YouTube and other social media platforms to get my name out there for me. Okay, so breaking down what we've just talked about so far, this artist wants to disregard all the advice they found online and their biggest problem is exposure since they aren't on social media. And now they're asking other people who've put in a ton of time and work to help them get seen. Uh, if you've watched my YouTube channel before, you know that I'm all about helping other artists out and getting them exposure as I'm able to. I spent over a year doing the weekly art challenges where I would feature other artists work, shout out their social media links if they had them and plug their website if they had one of those. And it was just something that I did weekly for over a year. I don't do them any longer, but I made super, super hardcore attempts to help people out, get them seen. And while I was doing this, the, this artist in question, the emailed never reached out once they never submitted anything to the weekly art challenge. So there you have that. Uh, also, I've had a few artists on the channel uh, over the past couple of years for interviews and I've linked to their stuff and I've talked about them various times since they were first on the channel. I've put them in other videos linked in the description and I'm always trying to help out artists as I can, but to have someone just, you know, jump out of the blue like this, it was a little odd. So this request was just so crazy to me because it was someone basically admitting that they've done nothing to make a go for it. They've taken no steps themselves except for making a free Wix website and then asking me a complete stranger to basically run an advertisement for them on my channel for free. And with this, the thing that struck me was just, it felt like that level of entitlement to ask something like this was just crazy. It's not something that I would have ever considered as a struggling artist, uh, I get, you know, requests for people to say, hey, can you give me tips? Can you help me out here? What would make this look better? Or maybe even questions about pricing, not knowing how to price something. But for somebody to just say, you know, hey, can you just go ahead and advertise me on your your YouTube channel? And not only that, you're also all your other social media platforms and just tell people they should buy my artwork and plug my website was just absolutely nuts. So 
The uh, final nail in the coffin, though, for me was that quote uh, for me and artists who think it's impossible to be discovered as an artist without spending massive amounts of money on advertising. I know it's possible without spending money 100%. Why? Because I spent years grinding and doing it myself without spending money on advertising. This brings me to one of my favorite YouTube comments of all time and the response that someone left to it. Uh, I like the response more. <laughs> the initial comment had to be there for the response. So I love coming back to this from time to time. And it still makes me laugh. And to know that some people get it and others are just so blind and they'll never understand it. So this was on one of my videos about making money with your art. And a viewer left the following comment. People should understand that this guy is a massive outlier. I made slightly more than this working full-time in the arts in all of 2019. This was the year I took a part-time job out of sheer necessity at age 40 in order to make ends meet simply because working 60 hours a week as an artist was no longer feasible. I love everybody's optimism in the comments, but please stay realistic. Not everybody is a social media star and quality work alone is not a guarantee that you'll get there ever. So artists struggling like this was really the reason that I wanted to talk about the success that I've had in monetizing my art after many, many failed attempts like we've talked about before and was also the reason that I started the podcast that you're listening to right now. But for me, the sad fact is there's still going to be people out there like this that they won't listen They've decided it's impossible. They won't take the initiative to change their approach or take the advice of others. They're just going to be negative about the whole thing because it's never worked for them. So here's the response, though, that another viewer left and just like I said, made me smile, loved it. Uh, and it's just awesome to see when people get it and they can see things for what they are rather than looking at everything through that filter of negativity and stuff like this, just when people understand, it makes me realize that, okay, some people out there can, can really grasp the stuff that I'm laying down. So here is the response it says you're saying he's an outlier and he is, but you're not thinking about why he's an outlier. You say it's because he's on, because he's a social media star. And for the sake of argument, let's say that he is, uh, do you think he became one randomly through luck, genetics, God's gift, or some other unspecified advantage or privilege that he has over you? No, he's here because he put in the time, effort, and steps required to get here. Social media stars and brands aren't born. They're made gradually over time. You didn't specify what you're doing in terms of how you true or how you try to actually monetize your art, but just judging by your attitude towards it, I can make an educated guess. You're either a treating it as a job and actively trading time for money by doing things like commissions or churning out new works and selling the originals probably locally in your town or area, or B creating new work and uploading it to some website marketplace where people can buy it as prints or on products, but not treating it as an actual business with a brand aesthetic target audience to cater to marketing needs, etc. just creating, uploading and hoping it eventually sells. If you're doing a, it's an exercise in futility and you're better off just getting a job. If you're doing B shift your focus on the business, uh, shift your focus on the business aspect of it for a while instead of being 100% focused on the art itself. Because like you correctly stated, quality work alone is not a guarantee that you'll get there. 
It doesn't matter how good your art is if no one ever sees it. No one will ever see it if you just upload and hope people will find it. You have to actively put it in front of them. And it doesn't matter how many people you put it in front of if they're the wrong people, i.e. not the target audience you're catering to. Basically, don't try to turn art into a business. Run a business that happens to sell art. Can't give you more specific advice without actually knowing what you're doing at the moment and what you've tried so far, but suffice to say, it can definitely be improved if you just take the time and think about and research how, instead of deciding it's not doable just because you didn't manage to do it yet, which is ironically the main reason that he's an outlier. When 95% of people fail, he simply didn't give up before he had a chance to succeed. Success is built on repeated failure. You only lose once you give up. So I'm going to end the show on that quote. I really could not have said it better myself. And I swear I did not write that. Um, I don't even think I know who wrote that. It was just a random person. I don't think it's uh, anybody that I, I personally know in any of the groups or anything like that. If it is, hey, thanks. I appreciate uh, you know you sticking up and just the uh, thoughtfulness and how well that was written. Just, oh, it makes me smile. And like I said, I come back to it all the time. And like I said, that person gets it, you know, it, it didn't happen overnight. Uh, it took a lot of work. It took grind and everything else. And I didn't just email some random person on YouTube saying, hey, can you advertise my stuff on your channel for free? So like I said, just said really well. And that's where I want to end it. Uh, for me, I, I want you guys to understand. I truly do have a deep, deep desire for each and every one of you listening to succeed in your goals of making money with your art. But just know it's going to take time. It's going to take owning your successes. And on top of that, owning your failures. It's going to take not making excuses. And it's going to require you to make changes when you need to. And making changes, speaking of that, that's going to be the topic of next week's episode. Like I said earlier, the first part of today's email that stood out to me was when the mother's Etsy shop closed down because of COVID-19. So we're going to talk about pivoting your business. And I want to really kind of show you guys and talk about some real world examples here locally in my community that I can kind of pinpoint and use as talking points. So stay tuned for that. That's next week. Now for today's listener review, this week's review comes from Haldu2, and Haldu says, five stars, great for artists and creatives, love the YouTube tutorials, so very excited that there is a podcast for some different type of content. Making money for my art has always been a struggle, so I'm glad to hear to help. I'm so I am glad this is here to help me learn. I've read so much today. I can't even read anymore. It's all blurring together. So that's it for today's episode. Every week I pick out a listener review to read on the show. So make sure you rate and leave yours for a chance to be featured on an upcoming episode. And until next time, keep creating. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. Just want to thank you for listening. Hopefully you gained some valuable information that you can apply to your own art business. If you want to check me out online, here's where you can find me. And I'll go ahead and link all these in the show notes as well. So I've got a YouTube channel called Let's Draw with BJ Dell, where I post drawing tutorials and digital art how-to videos. If you want to hop on over there, be sure to subscribe and hit the bell so you can get notified when I post new videos. My website is bjdell.com. You can check out some of my artwork over there. Plus there's a contact form where you can send me any questions or suggestions for future episodes of the podcast on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at BJ Dell. 
And last but not least, I have a private group for artists over on Facebook called Keep Creating a Learn, Draw, Share Art Community, where you can share your art, get feedback, and just meet some really cool, supportive people. So really want you guys to be a part of that as well, too. So hop on over there and join the group. Once again, thanks for listening. And if you could do me a favor and leave a review for the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on and definitely share it with a fellow artist if you think they would enjoy it. So that's it for me. And until next time, keep creating.